1: he's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here urging everyone to go theallyray.com and uh, and check out the website. And, and she is uh, uh, she is all over the place and uh, she's a former Navy vet and we appreciate her her efforts there and she was on duty during Katrina if I remember correctly and she's a former nurse and uh, she's uh, she's making a fortune right now on uh, uh, being the CEO of an adult crypto platform, wetspace.com, and making all kinds of money, entrepreneur, nurse, Navy vet, uh, all those things. Ali Ray is our very special guest. Allie, how are you?
0: Hi, great. Thank you. Uh,
2: how, long, uh, how long has this been going on? How long has your, your website been going on and, uh, and wetspace.com? Give us a little history.
0: Yeah, so uh, I started, uh, you know, I was an ICU nurse during the pandemic, and I started uh, doing craft beer reviews online. And so my community started talking to me about OnlyFans, and uh, my husband and I kind of discussed it and thought, well, let's give it a whim. I ended up signing up, creating an OnlyFans account, um, and doing very, very well within the first month. And unfortunately, you know, some nurses and stuff at work had found out what I was doing, not by my choice, but they had found it online and reported me and then I lost my job. So I, you know, went from being an ICU nurse to having to do this now, well, not having to, but I chose to do this full time and became incredibly successful, you know, making videos with my husband on my OnlyFans and creating, you know, my community I started WetSpace about a year into doing OnlyFans because I wanted a place that my fans that wanted to pay anonymously could do so, and cryptocurrency allowed them to pay, you know, for content an- anonymously without the banks involved or credit card statements. And so, that's really how WetSpace came about, um, as well as the fear of OnlyFans, you know, taking adult content off its of platform. So I started to really brainstorm and think about how can prevent this and, you know, provide stability for a creator, but yet anonymity for the fan. And so that's kind of how that landed. And so now, you know, I maintain both platforms, but I have a place, you know, for people to consume content, obviously, uh, anonymously. And um, yeah, it's been a crazy, it's only been a year and a half. I I don't even know sometimes how it all came to this. But, uh, you know, I went from being a suburban hockey mom to, you know, now I'm, fully immersed in the adult industry as a full-blown advocate for this industry i i run you know i am the ceo of what's Base, and it's just been crazy it really has been definitely life-changing
2: ali uh, have you ever thought about sending a thank you note to those horrible people who reported you and uh, <laughs> right if not for that, <laughs> i think you, their you thank may not you notice uh
0: the press and not <laughs> seeing how well you know i i did after i i think that's somewhat of a blessing that um uh, you know they they know I, I made out so they they actually you know they lost a, a great nurse on that unit i i actually graduated with my doctorate a week after they let me go so i was i was very skilled very high highly educated at what i do um and so yeah that that hospital lost a great nurse and it was very hard for me at the time i i've you know it's been a year now so i'm more level-headed with it and everything but yeah they they were definitely mean girls it was really bad and um unfortunate that's that's the nature of this business though, right? the stigma and the judgment um, and I am the epic of that because I'm a mother and a wife and how dare I um, so I you know but I have thick skin I was in the Navy right you know I can take it
2: yeah well let me you know let me uh, ask you a little uh, you know something off the off the cuff you know about crypto how much did you know about cryptocurrency and, uh, and that, that type of uh, monetization prior to doing that or it was kind of a crash course for you um, diving into, uh, into this platform and, and trying to figure out a way where people can do it anonymously. Did you know a lot about crypto prior?
0: No, I did not actually. I just knew there was a problem and the problem was the banks were telling OnlyFans what they weren't allowed to not allow to have on the platform and so it scared me. And I thought, How do we get rid of these banks? And so I made myself learn about crypto and the utility of crypto versus you know, everybody looks at crypto and thinks, Oh, NFTs, investments and it's like, you know, that that's that side of it, right? That's the hype, that's the clickbait stories. But there is a true utility of crypto as a currency and i think once i started learning about that i'm like what well, this is no different than loading your starbucks card right like on your phone like your wallet it's like this is actually really quite simple um and so they're you know when you have a problem and you're in this industry and you want to solve it you really you take the time and you learn and i did i mean i i learned a lot and my two business partners are incredibly crypto savvy and they're both mega developers and so um, you know really we're, we had the perfect marriage all three of us and me being the creator knowing what the platform needed was, was really important uh,
2: t- t- tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your, your work in the Navy and uh it, you know especially uh um, katrina right well you are in the navy. you don't look old enough yeah. to be uh, dur- in the navy during <laughs> during katrina but uh it's it says here that you are right? you were a very young sailor and uh give us a little bit about your experience with katrina
0: yeah so i went in, i graduated high school at 16 went into the navy at 17 my parents had to sign for me to do that i was the youngest sailor in the navy ever for the first uh, two years of my time in the navy and that was really great for me. It set me up for success. Um, my first duty station was in New Orleans, um, at, well, second duty station, excuse me, was in New Orleans, and I was there during Katrina. Um, and I actually worked for our air logistics office, so I had to schedule all the support flights, all the supplies that were being sent. I worked, you know, round the clock just helping with that while my family was, you know, shipped way up. Dallas and a hotel and it was it was a really crazy time and a lot for even at that time I think I was only 20 something so it was really um it just taught me a lot you know I, I think that Navy set me up for for success and I did seven years and I ultimately ended up getting out but Katrina was Katrina was an experience for a young girl um, especially a mother at that time I had two toddlers so it was, it was a very hard time.
2: Oh, listen uh the sky's the limit for you now with uh new platforms and uh and kudos to you and your your husband for uh listen thinking outside of the box right i mean this is uh, uh this is a way to go i mean i'm I'm reading here you're making a hundred and fifty to two hundred grand uh, a month. And uh, via OnlyFans and uh, and and WetSpace.com, um, and and again, uh, you know, listen, kudos. This is America. This is uh, uh, this is capitalism. This is what uh, what people are supposed to do. Try to figure out a way to to make it. And uh, and if you're you're doing this, and, and you and your husband and your family are, are all involved in it. I mean, you know, uh, kudos to you on all of that. Uh, what can you leave us with? Um, we we want to, uh, of course, uh, push everybody uh, that wants to see you to go to AlleyRay, no, com and, and find you there. Uh, what can you leave us with before we uh, we let you go? And please, if you can, uh, give us a um, give us a website other than this, or if there is a website other than this. Any way you want to steer us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you're a lover of craft beer, I am too. And my new show called Tap That comes out next month. And I'm going to be touring around the country, definitely up your way, um, and trying different craft beers, giving reviews. Um, It's something I'm very passionate about, very excited about. So certainly um, you can find that on my socials, on IG, on The Alley Ray as well. Um, but the Alleyray.com will lead you to where you need to be um, or you can go to tap that with Ali there's it's gonna be great so I'm, I'm very excited about the show and for people who aren't interested in the adult side of things with me you will definitely that will be very PG and you'll be good to go there so you can certainly check me out there
2: uh, Ali uh, quick before you go what, what's your husband's background is he, uh, does he have a business or marketing background
0: uh, no, my husband works for the airlines. And so he was, yeah, he was furloughed during the pandemic, which is another reason the OnlyFans got started too. It's kind of supplemented in income. So no, he has no background in this, um, in marketing or anything like that. We're just,
2: self-made entrepreneurs (laughs) yeah well listen uh, great you know uh, great job with what you uh, what you guys are doing there and um congratulations and the the crypto angle is a uh just uh, you know just a a very interesting way to go and and i'm sure a lot of people have followed that uh followed that pattern or or taken that same pattern um congratulations ali and thank you very much for being here
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate
2: you having me. Allie Ray everyone, a former nurse and Navy veteran and she's uh, she's now making a fortune on on uh, online and uh, it's through an adult crypto platform called wetspace.com. Listen, thinking out of the box and her husband former airline uh, employee and um, you know certainly uh he doesn't have a jealous bone in his body uh, uh apparently right he's he's uh he he doesn't mind you know, people tuning in um to look at his uh his wife his lovely wife but again uh, you know a different different way at uh, of going at things she was a nurse and, and whatever she was doing she got ratted on by her her coworkers and the mean girls or whatever and um and you know they 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 got her out of there. And like I said, maybe she should send them uh, a thank you note because she's making a fortune. And uh, WetSpace.com is her site. And you know, again, it's uh, adult content for adults only. Uh, I'm sure, right? It's, uh, it's from what I'm looking at, uh, looking at her in lingerie. And uh, is. Uh, is you know the i guess the actual website um in OnlyFans and wetspace.com anyway uh interesting story interesting angle uh frank mckay sal- signing off ali ray has been our very special guest uh nurse uh, navy vet now um uh, internet personality how about that internet personality and uh and now entrepreneur you can add that to it frank mckay signing off we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
1: This is Breaking It Down with your host Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the one and only Bill Bellamy. I Want My Life Back is the special. You've got to see it. You will laugh out loud. And I Want My Life Back is available on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Dish, YouTube. You can definitely find it. You just got to watch it. Trust me. Bill Bellamy, how are you?
3: I am blessed, man. I feel good, man. I'm excited about this new comedy special. I think everyone will get a chuckle somewhere on this hour of laughter. The ride is amazing. Um, It's been a long time coming. You know, um, we were supposed to shoot this. A year and a half ago, and COVID came, and sort of nobody could go to theaters. Nobody could shoot any inside. So we just had to wait it out. So we actually got a, a blessing to shoot it in New York City when New York officially opened back up, which was amazing because everybody was excited to come back out. It would, so my special has such good energy. If you watch it, you see the people are laughing, having a good time, man. And, and that's what
2: it's about. Did you notice a different energy in the crowd than normal? Was it hard to tell because there was a layoff? What could you tell? People were just dying man, to get out there. Tell.
3: I could feel it, man. I could feel it that people were excited, especially in New York City. You know, New York is a is the mecca for, you know, uh, Broadway shows and movies and, you know, the mix. There all kinds of activities where there's a lot of people. So imagine not being able to do any of that. For a while, that was crazy. And then the city, everybody was coming back out. So they, it was a good thing. I'm glad we did it in New York. Where did you shoot it in New York? Uh, we shot it in, in Tribeca. Like during the tri- Tribeca, we shot in Soho.
2: Again, usually I ask this at the end, but you know, so many people are uh, hyped on this, but are you following this up with a tour around this? A lot of people are going to be excited to see you live. Yeah, are you I'm in the, the middle coming, of a tour? Coming, What's your current situation?
3: Um in the... I'm gonna I will finally get to New York because um, it was closed for quite some time but now Caroline's is back open so if you go to Caroline's website you will see that Bill Bellamy will be there in the fall I was just in uh, New York at King's theater um, I did a performance there for one night I'm gonna do
2: Let me remind people that are just turning on their radios a little late or tuning in a little late, Bill Bellamy. Is our very special guest I Want My Life Back Is the name of the special And you've got to watch it everyone And I guarantee you You'll thank me for telling you about it If you haven't heard about it yet I Want My Life Back Bill, when did you write most of the material here? Is this stuff that's fairly fresh? Were you writing during I the was lockdown? Writing, I and was
3: writing during the pandemic Yeah, I was writing during the pandemic So that's why it's so good right now Because it's all those feelings that we all had So that, that was the beauty of it you know uh, even though while I was going through it we didn't like it but the beauty for a comedian was I was able to write all this humor from the way I was feeling when we were all going through the same vibe so I want my life back is literally how I feel and how everyone felt wanting to get back to your job get your kids back to school get to the fun of life so you know when you go on Amazon Prime tonight or you go to Apple TV and you put in Bill Bellamy, I want my life back. Just get some popcorn, get a cocktail, and laugh your booty off, man. Just <laughs> just, just go get it. Just get ready to chuckle.
2: Yeah. I don't want you to spoil, of course, but can you give us a little taste of what—I don't mean to, to perform it, but give us a little bit of what you're talking about here. I mean, I'm sure you caught a vein and kind of just concentrated. Yeah, I, 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 I give mean, us a little
3: this, idea. There's a lot of stuff I'm talking about, but I think one of the things where, where like— Realizing that you want your kids to go to school. That's what I learned. I learned that my kids being home is detrimental to them and to me. Like my kids need to be in a building all day, learning, enjoying. I do not want to be a virtual teacher. I do not want to see them in their room all day on their computers no more. Matter of fact, we turned off the Wi-Fi in our house, so now they gotta go outside. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I, I think all the parents can get it. Like, yo, we want our kids to go to school, and we want them to be highly educated. That's what COVID taught me.
2: I feel the same way. we got four kids, my wife and I, and you had to do something during the lockdown. I get all of that. But listen, like you're saying, I think you're speaking for a lot of us. I Want My Life Back is the name of the special. Check it out. Bill Bellamy is our very special guest and just absolutely terrific. It'll be streaming on different places, I imagine
3: in my name and you'll be able to watch the special um, thank you so much man i love new york city i appreciate you guys out there on the east coast man i can't wait to get back home
2: bill before we let you go if you can give us a website or a social media site where we could follow along with what you're doing
3: yeah follow follow me at bill bellamy on instagram and on facebook my fan pages uh bill bellamy vip victor ivan and uh peter that's bill bellamy vip that's all my real fans that i appreciate y'all man love you to death bro
2: the same here bill bill bellamy everyone thanks and congrats on the special and we'll be watching kind of echoes what a lot of people are saying would be saying and if they had the platform he does but it kind of says it all i want my life back so many people so many people want to get back to normalcy. I think we are though. I, you know, I don't even think about grabbing a mask unless I'm going into like assisted living. I got an uncle in assisted living, 85-year-old uncle and his girlfriend who's across the street. Yeah, he's got a little setback, but across the street and I bring her over there and I got to wear a mask in both of those places. You get it. But other than that, I mean, if I lose this mask I have here, I, I got to you know, shuffle around looking for it. But I remember, you know, I remember it's just a little while ago. You're just grabbing these things left and right. And I had packs of masks and and everything else. And, you know, listen, it got heavy when you had the N95 masks on and, uh, you know, your breathing throat. And again, I'm all for preventing the spread of the virus and all of that. But again, it just it got very frustrating and it's got tiresome quickly for so many people I think I have a lot of tolerance but you know we want our lives back and good name for title bill Bellamy I want my life back his comedy special and again you'll be able to see it streaming on all these different places and uh, you know listen get back to laughing and and spending some time it's been a heavy few years in the world, certainly in the country. And comedy clubs and comedians have taken a huge hit with what they could say, what they can't say, the political correctness being what it is. And you know, you gotta watch. And nobody has more pressure on them as far as performers go than comedians. You know, they've gotta make people laugh. They've gotta say things. They've gotta say off the cuff things. And they've been used to speaking a certain way for so many years, all of a sudden, you know, we have a couple of crazy years and, you know, people shutting down people. And look, I'm all for so many of the things that happened in a positive way. You know, watching out for other people's feelings and all of that is good. I've always felt In a comedy club, though, if you're walking into a comedy club and you walk out offended, there's something wrong with you, right? you got to walk into a comedy club and say, okay, listen, all bets are off. I'm going in there. So don't get offended. If you're Irish, uh, African-American, Hispanic... um Norwegian Whatever you You know Whatever happens When you walk into A place Like a comedy club And you're in front of a guy Like Bill Bellamy Or whoever It's open season It's open season On just about a Bill Burr You know You think about Bill Burr And he's talked about this They have all talked about this Having to be Careful about what they're saying From now on and you know it's a shame one of the places that should be a sanctuary for just saying what you want is a comedic stage and those guys should be able to say you know basically whatever they want and there should be some kind of i don't know leeway that you give them and uh, you know bill bellamy's one of these guys certainly worth watching anytime he's up there doing a special i want my life back is the name of the special bill bellamy is the host and the writer of that. Frank McKay signing off. Check out Bill Bellamy, I Want My Life Back. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
0: Uno. He's your numero uno.
1: It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay.
4: Long
0: Island
2: Vibes.
1: On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, Billy Stanley. And that is—he's uh, a wonderful author, and uh, his first book is terrific. I'm—I'm I'm awaiting his second book. I've ordered two, as I said, uh, one for myself and so, someone who's a big Elvis fan, but also has very, very strong faith. And uh, his his book is—is is a can't miss. It, you gotta get it. Uh, for so many different reasons. But the name of the book is The Faith of Elvis, A Story Only a Brother Can Tell. And who better to tell that story than the stepbrother of Elvis Presley, Billy Stanley. Billy, how are you?
4: I'm doing great, Frank.
2: How you doing? I, I'm doing well, and you've got to be excited about the uh, reviews. I mean, the 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 people, uh, you know, critics uh, like it, and uh, I, but the the fans, Elvis fans, love it. Uh, people of faith uh, are are thrilled that you're bringing this uh, this up because a lot of people forget. You know, a lot of people get caught up in in all the Hollywood and all the negatives and everything else, but they forget how strong your brother's faith was. Uh, so, uh, thank you for all of that. Uh, give us an overview of the book.
4: Well, uh, the, the book came about uh, the idea, the whole thing for it came about in shortly after May nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. I had what I had. I suffered a heart attack, stroke, and seizure, and I was clinically dead for 10 minutes. And while I was dead, I have what most people commonly uh, refer to as a near-death experience. I was in heaven. I saw Elvis. And when I saw him, he just said, uh, I guess he knew I was coming back or whatever, because he just looked at me and said, tell my family, tell my friends, and tell my fans. I love them. I'll see them when they can't get here. So that, that that took me a, a, a mo- couple of months before I even told anybody about this, because I, I was trying to process everything that happened in my head. And then, you know, I, I kept praying, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? And it was revealed, share it. So that's what this book is pretty much about. It is all the good and positive things that Elvis did in his life and, share, and also share his faith. Because a lot of people don't know. Uh, I don't know if they got it at the time, but... I mean when he would be in concert and all of a sudden in the concert i mean there's not too many that's ever happened i've never really heard of anybody but in the middle of a rock concert there's two gospel songs in the middle of it yeah and see that was elvis sharing his faith with his fans now i don't know if they got it or not because you know most of them were so wrapped up in the moment of seeing elvis and listening i mean seeing this icon and all that it may have gone over their heads so what this book is about is to share OK, what hit what, you know, his beliefs and also show how much I mean, because everybody talks about all all the fans talk about how much they love Elvis. But he loved them just as much as uh, they loved him. And that's what I wanted to convey in this. I wanted to give the fans something that they could be proud of, something that they would cherish and can hang on to
2: listen I I think you did that you clearly did that and it's uh it's exciting to talk to you here uh, about this Uh, the the book did it come out uh, the way you expected it to Um, obviously uh, you know the the best laid plans of mice and men right Uh, we uh, we we sometimes have expectations and then they change either for the better or for the worse but how much different is this book than what you expected it to be like
4: uh they, they didn't edit this book at all like it's word for word what i said and i mean that that's that's the, with the that's how i entered into the agreement that they you know yeah i want them to take a look at it and get your editors to look at it you know if there's any misspelled words blah blah blah, do that but no it, there was not going to be anything changed I, you know i wouldn't have done the deal uh you know which i've done in the past and you know, they said, "Well, no, we can't. We we don't want you to talk about his face. We all we want is this, this, and this." And you know, I, so this book is the one I'm the proudest of that I've done. Um, I, you know, because I wanted to give. Like I said, there's been so many things said about Elvis since he's passed away, and it, it's not been good. And so I want. I was. I said none of that's ever going to be talked about in this. I made it perfectly clear when I was talking to the publisher. None of that's going to be talked about. If that's what you want, go to somebody else. But you're not going to get it from me. So.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Good, listen, good for you, uh, uh, Billy Stanley. Uh, while you were living in in Graceland, I I have yeah. got to believe you saw everybody under the sun. I mean, did you ever see folks like, for example, uh, uh, Billy Graham come in there, or or other men of faith and women. Uh, With strong faith, because what we hear about, you know, we hear about the jungle room and we hear about shooting up TVs and everything else. Uh, Tell us something about Graceland that you remember and and some of the uh, some of the positives, some of the, uh, um, uh, you know, faith based uh, experiences you had there.
4: Well, uh, one of the things I share, I share quite a bit in this in this book is a lot of times he would call me up to his room. I, I didn't know what, you know, because I, I was, at one point, I was a personal aide. I worked for him for about a year and a half, or it, even if I wasn't working for him, he'd see that I was there and call me up to his room. And when I'd get up there, he'd be sitting on his Bible, uh, sitting on his bed reading the Bible. And I mean, it, that was reading the Bible was pretty much a daily thing with him. And then I'd walk in, he'd kind of put his hand up for a minute, you know, just to stop me. And when he got finished reading what he was reading, <clears throat> then he'd close the Close the Bible or underline something or write something in it and then set the Bible down and then we'd start talking. Also, there would be times when I've, when I've seen Elvis pray. He would, this guy, the king of rock and roll, was not above getting down on his knees and praying. And, and when I say pray, he didn't pray for himself or anything like that. He prayed for people of the world, for the whole world. I mean, that's one of the lessons he taught me is to love everybody. You, I mean, everybody in this world, we're all brothers and sisters, and we should be, all treat each other that way. And that's the way I was raised, and that's, that's what I do today. You know, and, and just because I don't agree with somebody, I don't hate them. I don't, I don't know where all this came about so suddenly that now, uh, oh, because this guy doesn't believe like me or something like that, I got to hate him. I don't, I don't hate anybody. I mean, if they disagree with me, that's fine. Okay, I still love you, <laughs> you know. I don't know where this hate come about. In yeah. fact, Elvis said, that's the worst cuss word ever that's because a, it's the exact opposite of love.
2: It's a four-letter word for sure. Uh, yes, it Bill, is. Billy, before we let you go, did you see the Elvis movie, the the latest Elvis movie? Yes, I did. What did you think?
4: Well, it, it's, it's more important what the fans think about it than what I think um you know it's it wasn't an accurate portrayal of elvis's life i think and you know everybody loves to make excuses well that was from colonel's perspective and blah 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 well that's not the elvis that i grew up with i mean it didn't show him having a good time it didn't show his sense of humor didn't show how he loved everybody didn't show his generosity you know the, the way he made his dad look was like an idiot yeah. And there was one scene where he talked to his mother. He would never talk to his mo- he loved his mother more than anything in this world. He would never talk to her like that. So yeah, it it, it, was, it was entertaining. I'll say that. But you know, I mean, now you're talking to somebody that was there. So,
2: right. uh, but a fiction. We we saw a fiction is what exactly. We saw, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, Billy Stanley, we'll be talking about your book as we let you go. Uh, give us a website or a social media site where we could follow along with what you're doing.
4: Well, I, I mean, I have a page on, uh, on on Facebook, it's called Hound Dog Racing. Um, since my heart attack, stroke and seizure, uh, I had to do something. And I always wanted to be a race car driver. And in fact, Elvis and I talked about that before he passed away. He said, never give up on your dream. And a thing called life happened after, you know, he passed away, my dream, my that dream kind of faded and almost died. But my doctor said, you're going to have to retire. You're going to have to do, you know. And I, I said, well, I can't just sit around and watch TV. So I got into a thing called racing, And so I started a team. I call it Hound Dog Racing in honor of Elvis. I put the TCB on the hood and all that good stuff. And we have a, a series called the Graceland Shootout Series, which every Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. on Central Standard Time, we show our races on YouTube. And so I have become a, a professional racer, and I got a sponsor, performance distributors, and, you know, a local company here. So, uh, like Elvis said, I uh, followed that dream, and I did. And so I've, I've stayed.
2: Well, congratulations on that and everything else, Billy. Uh, Billy Stanley, uh new memoir, The Faith of Elvis, A Story Only a Brother Can Tell. Uh, thank you very much for being here.
4: Great. Thanks for having me on the show.
2: Billy Stanley, everyone. Uh, a stepbrother of Elvis Presley and uh, has written a wonderful book everyone 's got to check it out The faith of elvis a story only a brother can tell uh, His mom married Vernon Presley and uh, that's uh, that 's the connection there um, so uh, after elvis 's mother died uh, you know the the woman that vernon elvis's father married was um, was billy's mom and they they came to live in graceland and you know he got close with elvis and he had a brother as well and um has a I believe he still has a brother um so anyway uh interesting perspective from the uh the elvis standpoint this is his uh his brother and uh you know look it, it's it's about faith his uh his book is about faith and Uh, You're probably not going to get too many books uh, On the faith of Elvis Everything else is the uh, salacious stuff Uh, you know. Sort of like the movie was But the movie was entertaining And I didn't love it, I didn't hate it 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 was entertaining Tom Hanks is always great as as the colonel But um, the new memoir Is The faith of Elvis A story only a brother can tell The author is Billy Stanley The stepbrother of Elvis Presley Frank McKay signing off We'll see you all next time on
1: for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay.
4: Long Island is definitely the place for you.
1: Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly... Donald Cerrone, Donald Cowboy Cerrone is our very special guest and uh, boy, uh, you, you talk, talk about a, a real tough guy going into the uh, into the films uh, just, rather than getting uh, an actor to, to, to play tough I mean it, 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 this is exciting and you'll be able to see this film tomorrow, it's Project Legion and uh, if, uh, if he's half as exciting on screen which I know he will be uh, as he is in the ring uh, we're all in for a treat uh, Donald, how are you
5: I'm doing amazing. how are you
2: doing great and uh, it is, this has to be exciting uh, your day out are you um, are, are you planning on on any particular ritual are you are, are you gonna kind of sneak into the theater and see reactions uh, do you have something set up at home with friends and family uh, what what goes on uh, the, the day of release on something like this?
5: man it's so crazy just like in from the UFC and the fighting crew I, I hate watching myself I'm so nervous so like re-watching fights watching myself on commercials watching myself on movies I just I don't like how I look so it's it's very hard for me to sit down so it's a very small group it's probably going to be just my wife and uh, we're going to sit there and watch it. You, you know that way if it's good and and she gives me a good reaction then I'm like okay good Poof. you know so <laughs> uh, but it's tough it's, yeah, it's very tough
2: yeah, it, you know, that's people are different in that way. I think I'm like you. I'd rather watch it with somebody close. I'd rather watch it with my wife who I'm closest with than uh than to have a whole group of people and, and then you know, people have their own opinions and people have this. The one thing the one thing I learned is is never ask friends, so what did you think? You don't have to you don't have to ask them that that's asking them that's giving them a lot of power because say you know you know if somebody had a bad day at work somebody's fighting with their their girlfriend their boyfriend whatever the hell and the thing is you you're giving them an opportunity to uh to to lay out and and who the hell cares you know a lot of people are going to like it and to me it looks terrific i can't wait to see it i'm checking out this weekend and uh you know we found a place for it and and we're looking forward to it but um it's it's got to be nice that it's finally here and you finally get to that point.
5: Oh man, it's so exciting! You know, to, to, to transition from uh, UFC world to now the acting world to get my first you know lead role. I'm very excited about it, but like I said I'm I'm also nervous. Like, man, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Right? There's so much like just just worry on my end. Like, I hope I transition well. I hope I. But I need to just step back and not and not. Care about any of that. I just know we put a great movie together that we're going to love it and uh, let everyone enjoy it.
2: Did you like the process? Did you like the process of filming it?
5: I love the process. I love the process of every day getting into into makeup and getting embodied in the whole experience and, and, and almost like stepping out of your real world into another one and, and and playing for you know fifteen days it took us to make the movie. So it was just an, uh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Hooked. Hooked.
2: Well, listen. I, I know you're gonna you're gonna be great in this. You 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 have a sense of excellence everywhere you where you go. What you're fighting, it's uh it, it shows there a lot of prep. Uh, you keep yourself mentally and physically and in shape, and I'm sure you've done the same here. And listen, no matter what happens, man, just uh, you you keep pounding away. Uh, I I just I have a great feeling about this. Uh, give us a little synopsis of the film. Give us an idea of of what we're expecting. Don't spoil, of course, but uh, but give us a little bit on. Project Legion.
5: Yeah, you know, I I definitely don't want to spoil it, but um Oh man, I don't uh, I guess you could say I'm a former Marine, basically stuck in my hotel room. I should say hotel in my apartment. Um the city's going to chaos surrounding me and I'm I'm trying to figure out what's going on and slowly realize that this isn't a terrorist attack, this isn't any kind of um you know phenom that's happening that we can control as something way, way, way worse. And slowly, have to figure out how to get out of my room and and get safe and out of the city. But uh, so without giving too much away, you know, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic, I wouldn't say zombies because they're not zombies, but out-of-this-world creatures kind of deal. Um, It's a trip. I love it.
2: Now, listen. It sounds it sounds exciting. Again, I'm I'm tuning in, and we'll be we'll be plugging it after we let you go. Uh, who are some of your favorite action stars? Who do you look at? Who Who was it for you, either growing up or even now, uh, that you kind of uh, looked at in preparation for this? Oh,
5: Sylvester Stallone. Uh, man, come on! Dude. All the uh, growing up, I loved all the all the all the major action stars. You know, even Arnold. I still love Arnold. i will still watching Arnold movie today. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, you, you, you name it—Bruce Willis, all the all the all the all the main action stars. You know, and, and, and in our world right now, we don't have one, so i will bug fill that void.
2: Yeah, you know, you have an opportunity. I was kind of thinking that too—that there is a void, right? I mean, all of these guys are older guys, and and that's not to disparage Correct. them. And they'll tell you that too. I mean, Arnold's 73, I think. You know, and he looks great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm
5: still watching. I'm you, still watching Arnold movie today.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. But there is this void, and uh, you gotta you gotta figure all the UFC, uh, uh, MMA fans. Uh, they're looking uh, for something like this. But th- there's also this whole other uh, set of uh, of movie fans uh, that aren't getting this. So the thing is, I mean, this this could be it. I mean, you could be the guy, and that, there's got to be something exciting about that, too. Uh, again, Project Legion is the name of the film. Everyone's got to check it out, and it's in select theaters around the country starting tomorrow, and everybody's got to go out and uh, and... And, uh, and check it all out. Uh, can you give us an idea of what the rest of your, of your year looks like and, uh, you know, how fluid is it or how rock solid is it schedule-wise? I know with the pandemic, everything got a little, um, you know, a little crazy schedule-wise. But what's your schedule look like for the rest of the year?
5: Um, man, I have a uh, starting right after Thanksgiving in November through December. We have a rom-com in uh, New York City we're filming. And then the first year I got another one in Thailand, so I got two two big ones coming up. Excited about both of them, but and more more exciting is the release of my first my first lead role. You know, coming in it comes out on uh, Apple TV and Amazon Prime on the 11th October 11th. And uh, we're off to the races, boys.
2: All right. Listen, way to go. Uh, congratulations on everything. If you can, before you leave, uh, give us a website, give us a social media site and anything else that we should know about the uh, the film. But congrats on you on your first lead role. This is incredible.
5: I appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much.
2: Uh, do you have a website, yep. social media site?
5: I do not have a website. I, I, I...
2: Sorry, I did not have that. <laughs> All right, yeah. Hey, listen, don't sweat it. We could find you. We'll be talking about you as we let you go. Donald Cowboy Sharon, thanks for being here.
5: Appreciate it.
2: Project Legion, everyone is—you uh, you, got to check it out. It's—it's uh, it's his first lead role, and uh, I think he's going to be great. I mean, if you've seen him in the in in the ring, he might not like watching himself, but a lot of people do and uh you know m m a fans know his work uh you know very aggressive <laughs> he's an MMA a five i guess they're all very aggressive you know all the good ones are aggressive and he's uh he's there he's got the look and uh you know listen you you ha- you never know what's gonna happen project legion uh you know is it going to have a uh is it going to have a um, uh you know cult following starting out um is it uh, is is it going to you know hit mainstream success? You don't know, but you know look you what you hope is you know if you're Donald, uh, you hope that the, uh, the the fans pick up on it, the MMA fans and uh, you know the fight fans are going to check it out because he's in it and uh, and you know if the story is interesting, it's going to get get around uh, those guys the uh, uh, the UFC fans, and MMA fans, all over the place. They they chirp. And what I mean by that is they, uh, they're always on online and they're always promoting what they're, what they're into and, you know, what, what they're into on outside interest other than, uh, you know, outside the, um, uh, UFC world, uh, they, uh, they chirp and they, they get the word around and also action, uh, film fans, uh, do a lot of talking themselves and, you know, so it's good. If it's good, he's going to, it's going to get around real quick. Uh, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know like I, I you know i'm from outside of that end of the business outside of that, that end of the movie business but if it doesn't do well it, you just keep going it, you you keep doing films until uh, uh you know until one clicks and and who knows what that role is going to be for him and um you know he just seems like the type that won't give up quickly and you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a marathon, right? It's not a 50-yard dash. It's, uh, it's not, hey, if Project Legion uh, doesn't go, then his acting's, you know, no, it's, uh, you know, this is one film. And, you know, you got to look at, uh, you know, a guy's career as, uh, as step-by-step, brick-by-brick, film-by-film, record-by-record, or whatever they're into doing. But Donald Cowboy Cerrone has been our very special guest uh, Frank McKay here and we've been talking about Project Legion um, sci-fi thriller horror and uh, about an ex-marine who's you know in his apartment and um, you know realizes something serious is going on outside when he figures out it's not a, a terrorist attack uh, he's running into to creatures you know and not zombies as he said but uh, creatures. creature hey, listen it sounds cool. Let's see how it's how it comes across on screen. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Donald Cowboy serone has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
1: He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.